I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the United States, and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. I am also one of our two hosts here on the Artist Business Plan, which now reaches over 5,000 monthly listeners in 100 countries around the globe and growing every single week. Today, we have Tam Grin here with us on the mic. Tam is going to share an awesome masterclass with you today on how to navigate art, retail, and crypto. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I have an amazing offer here just for you AVP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world slash offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Tam Grin, and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Tam is the current head curator at Showfields, where she is helping to bridge art with retail. She is also the director of fine arts at Rally.io, where she is helping artists create their own cryptocurrencies. Tam currently sits on the board of directors of the Culture Space Foundation in Berlin. Clients and collaborators include the Brooklyn Museum, the Whitney Museum, Museo de Arte Contemporaneo at... uh, Puerto Rico, Glossier, Heineken, MasterCard, Vice, Paper Magazine, and many more. Tam specializes in pioneering new creative economies at the intersection of art and other industries, creating memorable immersive art installations, satisfying the audience's desire for new and genuine experiences, generating buzz, content creation, newfound exposure, and foot traffic. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Tam. James, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And it's great having you here. Um, Now, before we dive into it, Tam, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Wow, that's a beautiful question. So the earliest memory I have of art would have to be an uncle I had growing up in Venezuela. He was actually a very well-known architect by the name of Harry Aben, who had a practice of facade architecture at various um, theaters and museums locally. And I just remember him 
um, as a little girl, he gifted me like three prints for my birthday. And I felt like that was the most special gift I had ever received. Like it was such like a, I felt that even then when I was like five or six years old, that was like legacy gifted to me in my own hands. Yeah. And uh, that it's it's always wonderful to kind of get your art collection started at an early age. So that's, that's so wonderful that uh, your uncle kind of introduced that whole world to you and, uh, and having culture and creativity at a, at a young age. That's beautiful. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> yeah. I still have those in my print in my living room. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Uh, I, I hope I can see them someday. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Tim, uh, for sharing that with our listeners and let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the questions that we have. So, Tam, as the head curator at Showfields, which is a space that sees retail through the artful lens, which I love, um, how do you bring together art and retail to highlight the artists and brands that you are working with while also centering the experience around the consumer? That is such a great question. And really, you know, it's a balance. But the way that we select like our community of artists and founders is, you know, by their leadership. So they're diverse, they're mission driven, they champion the causes that our audience cares about and that are really that our entire generation cares about in real time. So we invite artists and we invite them to partner with small businesses who inspire us. And the beautiful thing about this day and age is that most new small businesses that are coming up around the world are all mission driven. So the way that we like to think about mission is almost as us leading in the transcendence economy, where we make our audience um, transcend into like a better version of themselves. So as the curator, my role is to find those patterns to like what our generation cares about. So I feel like, for example, this year with everything that we went through collectively, our whole generation was like screaming for healing at the top of their lungs, like both uh, from the products that we are buying and using and self-care all the way to like healing society, you know, as the bigger picture. Um, so with that, we try to show those artists who are leaders in those movements and who are interpreting those movements and partnering them with small businesses and giving the audience what they're asking for. So yeah, wow, we also, is... we decided to mm -hmm. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, no, no, no you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, we decided to call Showfields the most interesting store in the world. And we really had to like live up to our own standard. Um, so all of our experiences started the facade. They're all historical buildings, but we try to create like very traffic stopping art installations that are democratic and humorous so that anybody can connect to them, no matter what their age or education level or background is. Um, but at the same time, we try to elevate, we try to elevate our audience by teaching them about, for example, climate change in Miami, which is the topic of the opening show that we had there. So we try to be approachable, but elevated. I, I love that approachable, but elevated. And speaking of elevating, who knew that you could have a transcendental experience just by going to a store? 
Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of going to the show fields that's in, uh, in Manhattan and it really is, it's, it's such a fun experience, but it also really like connects retail and art so seamlessly. Um, and also just, yeah, it, 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 it brings joy to you when you go there. I, uh, I, I went down a slide when I was there. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love it. And I love that it's so mission driven at Showfields as well. And with the, the, you know, products and the artists that you choose to curate into the space. Uh, I think that's, that's incredible. Um, especially talking about topics like climate change and just healing after a year of, of, uh, really needing some healing. So it's, uh, uh, you, you really have a wonderful mission at Showfield. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming. Um, yeah, of course. Um, so Tam, my next question for you. So Showfield's attack, um, sorry. So Showfields attracts exciting contemporary artists where typically there's a stigma around selling art, uh, which, you know, we at the artist business plan and at Superfine we're aiming to eradicate as well. Um, how have you worked around this stigma and for, you know, artists, how do you find your collaborators or how may they work with you? Like what, what's sort of the, the, I guess the culture around all of the artists that you have, uh, at Showfields? Oh my God. I love this question. So many stigmas, right. To navigate in the art world, especially yeah. we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be the open-minded in unregulated industry yet there still everything new in the art world is always going to encounter resistance. And I feel like in the spectrum of new things in the art world, I like to think of show fields and my own practice as like being all the way um, on the edge of that resistance. So this space is my favorite space to be in actually, because it's the one of most tension of most innovation and of most promise to the artist. So my focus is to find a new cultural economic model of where art can intersect with other industries, not only to bring more wealth to the artist, but also to bring more knowledge and more culture to the people and to different kinds of audiences, not, you know, the echo chamber within the art world. So my goal is to see a world in which the artists are like the most desired people in society, taking industries one by one, basically with their observations and their practices. So at Showfields, really, we're driving that cultural conversation that artists and entrepreneurs, they both have the same creative vein. Uh, so we don't really try to categorize artists and creators of all kinds. We celebrate the interdisciplinary aspects that drive that innovation. So nowadays there's, you know, we always say there's more brands, there's more founders, there's more artists than any other time in history. So we try to support them by bringing them a flexible platform, both online and offline, to show their work in new ways to new audiences. And we use that creative fuel to champion the missions and the causes that lead all of them to create artworks or to come up with products um, with the same causes that are like good for the world. So our artists and our partners just trust us that their mission and their ethos are what's going to drive all of our activations inside our stores. Um, but as always, you know, the future is for those who get it. <laughs> um, well, this is a podcast, but if, uh, if you could see my face, I, I have a very big smile on it right now. Uh, I, I just think that everything that Showfields does is 
so wonderful. Uh, I really like what you said about like making artists the most desired uh, people of society. I mean, the artists, you know, it, it's sort of a, a an, uh, like a traditional concept, right? Like artists used to be so highly respected like hundreds of years ago. Uh, and now there's sort of this, uh, you know, the, the starving artist mindset, which is kind of taken the lead uh, in a lot of places, or, you know, you're either a starving artist or you're like a crazy famous artist selling your art for millions of dollars. And there's obviously place uh, for, for the in-between and for, you know, more artists to be creating, you know, either, you know, visual art that goes on a wall or on a pedestal or, or whatever it may be, or, you know, creating something that is part of your everyday life. Um, like something that, that sort of, um, intersects between being a product and being artwork. I mean, the idea of art being this luxury good, that's only for a few people and not for, you know, everyone to enjoy is, is kind of crazy. So I, I love that that's, uh, you know, kind of the root of where show fields, uh, exists. It's not just about being a store and it's not just about, you know, showing off art. It's really, you know, the, the two are one in the same. Uh, so I, I, I love that. <laughs> yes. Art is our language. Art is everything. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, so I want to talk a little more about Showfield's commerce. So Tam, even though the art, you know, in galleries is for sale, it's not thought of as a store, right? Do you think of Showfields' commerce-based approach? Do you think that the commerce of it helps sell more art? Um, and I guess also in that same vein, should artists create art with this model in mind, more of like a commerce focus? Do you think it'll lead to more or less sales in terms of like who their consumer is um, and just how their art is is perceived? Yeah, so this is a question in which like I would answer from the point of view of the artist, but also from the point of view of the audience or the collector in this case. So from the point of view of the artist, I, I never think that artists need to create with a specific place or marketplace in mind. I really think they need to create based on what they need to say in general, like what keeps them up at night, what is their message. But as we move deeper into the digital era, um, the, the focus of this conversation is shifting for artists to create their own community around them and who they bring value to in return and how this community supports them. So, of course, Showfield is a place for them to, you know, showcase what they need and what they want and to bring their communities and to share that message. Um, but for, from the point of view of the audience or the collector, I do think that when you meet art in a democratic, like retail setting, such as Showfields or a store that is welcoming you, like from the get go, completely different from a gallery experience. Um, it's not a white box. It's not, you know, you have somebody greeting you, educating you in a fun way instead of sort of excluding you. It does lead directly to more sales, both online and offline. Um, as you know, we have this online, amazing online curations in which you have the actual curator of the show speaking directly to the audience. Like in which gallery, in which museum do you get so lucky to hear directly from the curator about every single work in the show? Um, of course, if you're an emerging collector, that's going to make your experience that much more connected and it's going to lead to sales. Um, and that's why I love that sort of transparency. 
And yeah, there are many artists who are also entrepreneurs and have their own merch or product lines. And there are many entrepreneurs who are very creative and artistic in their own right. So the way that looks in our space is that you may see like a limited edition set of plates by like Alison Zuckerman. And it's next to like our cafe space, which is designed by our in-house artists, which we employ artists on a full-time basis. Um, and the space may also hold like sustainable kitchenware from a brand or innovative sustainable coffee pods for sale. <laughs> you know, in the next room, you see like a self-sculpture art installation with yoga balls that you can sit on and it's super interactive. And then there's like a product selection for wellness. So we try to create coexistence in the same way art and products would kind of live in your house, in your home, but in a more surreal way. And we don't limit or represent any artist or any brands. They're just free to explore endless opportunities in their careers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything you're saying is music to my ears. Uh, that, you know, I I really think that Showfields and Superfine have a very similar mission. Uh, I know that you and I have talked about that before. But, um, you know, kind of going back to what you're saying about the looking at art and commerce from the perspective of both the artist and from the, uh, you know, the collector or the, the audience. Um, I mean, this has been a topic that's come up over and over on the artist business plan, and that's authenticity. And if you start with that versus starting with, oh, I need to make money with my art, you'll end up making more money with your art. <laughs> like you, like just always start with being your authentic, true self because that's what makes buying art different than buying decor. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. part of your own story. Um, so that's why someone is, is willing to, to pay for it because it's beautiful, but also it's meaningful. And so starting with that authentic, uh, starting point is, is, you know, so important. Um, and then yes, also from the perspective of the buyer, uh, just being welcomed and being in such a, uh, you know, fun, welcoming, non-excluding space, it does lead to more sales. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a gallery and they don't have prices listed. You can't, they, they don't even have a price list. You have to actually ask them. And then mm -hmm. sometimes when you ask them, they're just like, oh, it's, re it's really expensive. It's a, it's a, you know, uh, a really well-established artist and they won't even tell you the price because they're profiling you and they assume that you're, you know, based on the way you dress, the way you look, that you're not right. a buyer. And that's horrible. I mean, that's not, not all, and like, let me preface there, not every gallery is like this, but there are some galleries like this. Um, Definitely. And yeah. And yeah, so, but we, we also had the, we've had the CEO and the CMO of Artsy on this podcast as guests. And Artsy, which is like one of the biggest, you know, online art e-commerce platforms, they also say that having a buy now button increases like by several, I, th I think something like 30%, I'm misquoting, but like, like a huge amount it's so much likelier that the person is going to buy the piece versus having an inquire button where they have to reach out and say like, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm interested in buying this. Just being able to buy it directly, you end up selling more art. So just having you know, a, a welcoming space that is not exclusive, 
uh, and not cold. It's, you know, warm and it's fun, uh, is, is just the way to go. So, (laughs) um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Well, uh, we're going to come right back and Tam is going to tell you more about what you want to know, uh, about, uh, cryptocurrency and how this is affecting the creator economy. Uh, and so much more. But first, we have a message from our sponsors. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you take the next step and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fairs. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine Fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we're offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest, reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. So Tam, I want to switch gears and I want to talk about Rally.io. So Rally.io is a crypto for creators. Some of our artists are already getting into creating NFTs. And I want to ask, how will cryptocurrency influence the creative economy and how does Rally.io prepare artists for this evolution? Yes, so exciting. Um, so the first thing I want to say is that NFTs are an important part of the picture, but they are not at all the whole picture of what a crypto ecosystem might look like for an artist. Um, so in order to give a little context and like why is this important to me is because like if you want to understand the importance of having a crypto ecosystem in this day and age, you kind of have to compare it to like the transition between like the Middle Ages and the Renaissance when there was like a huge cultural revolution that happened. And it was technologies like the printing press, which is like today's internet, or the double booking system in finance, which is today's like crypto economy that drove this cultural renaissance. So For me, um, you know, looking back at the Renaissance, you see like new players enter the scene, like the Medici and the artists, you know, had patrons to work with. Um, That was like a total new economy compared to before that, like the political elites and the church had control of all of the information and all of the art and all of the finance. So in the Renaissance, like this led to a new art movement where like the Renaissance artists created like this hyper-realistic renditions uh, using mirrors and new technology for frescoes, like, you know, the Botticelli's, the Michelangelo's, the Leonardo da Vinci's. For the first time in history, they were doing, you know, it was like the VR, AR of the time. Um, (laughs) And currently, I feel like we're going through the same crossroads in history and transition. Um, where this technology of cryptography is the catalyst for cultural change. Um, and right now, artists are going to have access to new technologies like NFTs, in which they're finally, finally going to get royalties and get rewarded for their work. Um, it's like I think it's inevitable that crypto will become an integral part of the artist economy. 
Um, right now, artists are spending like countless of hours that they cannot monetize on social media. And crypto really empowers artists to have control over their own economic success and maintain ownership of their work in perpetuity. Um, so, you know, if you, you know how you, you said artists, you know, starving artists, artists are not a profession, but now like being an artist, being a creator is viable, respected, and it is an entrepreneurial pursuit. Um, so I think there's like thousands of companies popping up every day, trying to help artists, uh, in their engagement with communities and running their own businesses. So Right now, what I'm working on is helping artists have the opportunity to launch their own economies by minting their own currencies. For, for example, you could have like this super fine coin and your patrons and your tickets to enter your fairs or what, however it is that you interact with your audience. Um, can, they can hold your currency and transact in your currency, which in end will become stronger and stronger. And people could have access to becoming your patron and part of your community. So you can offer physical and digital art and courses and services in exchange for that currency that both collectors and creators can participate in the growth and success of artist economies. Wow. So there is so much information there, first of all. Um, But kind of taking it back to what you were first talking about, like, I have not looked at cryptocurrency the way that you said about sort of the difference between the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. I mean, it is revolutionary. And that's, you know, while people are talking about it left and right, I mean, I think I hear someone mention, you know, cryptocurrency or NFTs or, you know, Dogecoin or whatever, like on Mm -hmm. a daily basis. Um, but it's still not fully understood on Moss. And I, mm-hmm. you know, it's revolutionary. It's new. The same way that the idea of going from like, you know, exchanging gold and silver and then having bills that represent an amount that you are owed. I mean, it's like, I'm sure that was confusing and made no sense for people at like when it was first introduced. But mm-hmm. now having bills are, you know, a very natural idea to us. And then having, you know, credit cards is a very natural idea to us. We don't even think about it, but exactly, you know, this will, this is kind of the next step in that. And like you said, there's cultural reasons why this is, you know, cropping up right now. Um, so I love that rally.io exists and, you know, other companies are helping people like prepare for it. Like that word prepare, um, for what is to come. Um, mm-hmm. because off the bat, it, it's not because cryptocurrency itself is confusing. It's just because it's new and, and having a platform to, to kind of educate people on it and, and help them invest and, and start their own coins. I mean, wow. What like crazy ideas, but, <laughs> um, yes. but you know, this is where we're at and, and, uh, we, we need to think about it. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. Um, that ties in nicely to to my second and last question. So we've talked a lot about, you know, show fields and, you know, kind of the the commerce and, you know, the missions behind it. And then, you know, we're we're talking about cryptocurrency and NFTs right now. So what would you say would be your number one tip for artists today breaking into retail, like the kind of the retail side of their art, 
And then what would be your number one tip for artists breaking into blockchain art or cryptocurrency with their art? So my number one tip for artists in general who, you know, just want to be relevant and innovate. And again, it's my number one tip for people in general is just to be open-minded. You know, just be open-minded, embrace change. It's coming. It's bigger than you and me. Um, these are movements that are natural if you look at, you know, history. And yeah, this this current, you know, crypto revolution or art in this intersecting with other industries is only going to benefit artists that know how to take advantage of it. So um, it's worth becoming familiar now because these industries that need creators and artists will continue to evolve and become more common in the future. So I think right now people are confused because some of the like crazy multi-million dollar prices that we're seeing are, is, are definitely not sustainable. And these numbers just mean that artists are in fact the leaders of new movements. So they, the things that they do reflect on the rest of the society that will then follow after artists are the first to see these trends. You know, NFTs are a perfect example. NFTs are smart contracts. They really have little to do with art. Like in the future, we'll see NFTs being used for healthcare, for educations, for book publications, for a million things that have nothing to do with art. But the reason why crypto is becoming mainstream is because people understand art. And when NFTs become art, people are like, okay, now I'm paying attention. Now I get it. So, you know, my tip to artists, be open-minded, take advantage of the fact that, you know, by definition, you are the first person in society that people pay attention to and use it well. Wow. <laughs> uh, which is so true. Um, I mean, even with, uh, you know, like new developing neighborhoods, you know, art comes exactly. there first. And then people are like, this is a cool neighborhood. We want to open our store here or we want to, you know, bring a residential building here. So it's it's really kind of the 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 leader is is art and creativity. Um, and absolutely here, like you're saying with NFTs, it's like right now it's all about, you know, digital art being, um, you know, like sold through NFTs. Uh, but it it'll ultimately pave the way for, you know, other industries to also use it um, and take advantage of the way that it's like a more secure way to, you know, protect yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I do not spout to be a, a, an expert on, on NFTs or cryptocurrency. That's why you're here. Um, but yes, I, I think that that's, that's wonderful. Um, I do think that, you know, it's important what, what you're doing just to imagine how these technologies can be used for, because that's the stage that we are on. You know, like I can certainly imagine NFTs coming together with physical art, almost as certificates of insurance. Like it's such a much more safe certificate of insurance that could certainly prevent artwork from getting lost and then reappearing at Christie's 20 years later after who knows where it was. Or, you know, there's just like this safety and security and provenance that the blockchain provides as a technology that. I think what you're doing in terms of imagining the future of it or what can this be used for is what people need to be doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Tam, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, I want to bring it home for our listeners out there. 
What is a call to action or or two calls to action that you want to share with our listeners um, so that they can take full advantage of both Showfields and Rally.io? So at Showfields, we always have open calls for artists and creators of all disciplines who want to join our community, who want to work together with brands and brand founders. Uh, we will also soon launch like our official creator community that will bring immense physical and digital value to our collaborators. So definitely reach out to Showfields, apply online. Um, and with Rally, it is designed for artists and their communities, even who have very little experience with crypto. You don't have to be a crypto native to get involved. Um, you, you definitely, you know, should start learning and searching all the background information. If you're an artist that's interested in launching your own social token, and you can also apply to join the wait list at vip.rally.io. Thank you so much, Tam. And to all of you business artists out there, Tam has been here with us today, sharing her amazing perspective. You're definitely going to want to go back and take notes on this episode. Uh, you can listen to this in all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Tam, you can follow her at Tam Grin, that's G-R-Y-N, and also at Showfields on Instagram. You can also visit tamgrin.com, showfields.com, and rally.io. And also, as she said, you can get on the waitlist at vip.rally.io. As always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. We always appreciate a share when you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And once again, we'd really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves find us. And as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And the quote is, be brave, take risks. Nothing can substitute experience. And that is Paolo Coelho, and they are an author. And I think that that is a, a very poignant quote to uh, kind of go along with cryptocurrency. Take risks with crypto. Um, <laughs> Tim, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. And for that, we are so grateful. Thank you so much for inviting me, James. I love what you stand for. <laughs> of course. And, and back at you. Um, everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan. Get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at Superfine Art Fair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world.